0: Hi everyone, and welcome to today's Sunday Online. I hope you're doing well. I'm so sorry that we can't get to be with you today and see you face to face, but that day is definitely coming. So in the meantime, whether you joined us straight on the church website or YouTube, whether you've come via Instagram or Facebook, you are really welcome. Thank you for joining us today. We have spent 2020 looking at the theme of Jesus. Now that's a pretty good theme for a church, don't you think? We did two months looking at know him and two months looking at love him. Today, it's May already, can you believe it? We start to look at follow him and I think it's going to be a brilliant theme. Today's speaker is incredible. And I say that not just because I'm married to her, but because I get to see behind the scenes in Nikki's life. You see, she is the real deal. She knows what it means to have a song in every season, to worship in the storm. She is vulnerable. She is accountable. She is authentic. She passionately cares about people, loves people and wants to see them released to be all that God's called them to be. Would you open your hearts today to hear the word from Nikki? So without further ado, let me introduce her to you now, Nikki Sims.
1: Well hello and good morning, I'm so sad to be looking into the lens of my iPhone camera rather than looking out at the sea of warm, open and encouraging faces I would ordinarily see on a Sunday morning where we gathered together physically. But I hope that wherever you find yourself today, wherever you are, that this message today will prove a source of strength and a source of encouragement and some peace amidst all of the turbulence that we find around us. Talking of which, several years ago now, when Pete and I were worship pastors in the church, we were living by faith for the majority of our finances and we took a trip to America. Now, that was a miracle in and of itself because we couldn't exactly afford the tickets and God made a way for us to go, which was amazing. And we went to connect with some friends who through a church in North Carolina. And we led some worship and we had opportunity to share at some different gatherings. And it was just one of those trips where it really felt like God was on speed dial. It felt like he was so close and everywhere we went, stuff would open up and opportunities would arise and we saw him do some amazing things. We even managed to tag on a few days in New York and see some sights and we had a great time connecting with our friends as well and we felt so enriched. And The time came to go home and we were at the airport, pretty much ready to fly, we got to the gate and the guy on the checkout took a look at our passports and took a look at our tickets and then as he looked at us this glimmer of recognition sort of danced across his face and he struck up a conversation and it turned out he'd been at one of the gatherings that we were leading worship at and he was really good friends with the guys that we had travelled out to see so just as we were stepping away he said hey hang on a second give me your tickets so we gave him our tickets and he said, I think we can do better than that. And he handed us some new tickets. Now we thought, "Oh, maybe he's given us some seats with some extra leg room or maybe he's found us a bank of seats so that we can lie down because it was an overnight flight. Well, when we stepped onto the plane, we were ushered left into business class. You can imagine... It was the most exhilarating feeling, it was amazing. We couldn't believe it, and we're thinking to ourselves, this is going to be the best journey home ever. And to begin with, it really was. We enjoyed a lovely meal, we watched some movies, Uh, we enjoyed uh, the fact that our seats could fully recline so we could get some sleep. In fact, Pete did fall asleep, and then the turbulence hit. Now, I'm an okay flyer, I really enjoy other cultures and other countries, so I kind of accept that flying is part of that process, but I definitely don't love turbulence, and as it began to hit, uh, to begin with I was fine, and then it got worse, and it got worse, and I start looking around at people to my right, and they seem okay, not too perturbed, so I get back to reading my book. But eventually this turbulence gets so bumpy and so bad that I'm expecting the oxygen masks to drop down at any moment and I'm holding onto my seats for dear life and I'm praying. And um, as I'm praying, I turn and look at Pete, who is still asleep. And for some reason, this riles me a little bit because I think, how can he be asleep when this is happening and I'm feeling anxious? So I give him a little prod and he doesn't stir. And then I go, babe, babe wake up wake up there's turbulence and I'm just feeling a bit anxious and I wondered if you could hold my hand. Pete's usually a really good source of strength and support to me in moments like that. Anyway he woke up and no word of a lie this is what happened. He woke up and he was really bleary-eyed he had obviously been in a fairly deep sleep and he just said don't worry babe it'll be fine and he just went straight back to sleep again and inside I'm like what it's gonna be fine that's easy for you to say so I pick up my Bible and I start to read and the irony is not lost on me in this moment you know God does have a sense of humor because as I am reading I have my eyes drawn to Matthew 8 the story in verses 23 to 27, where the disciples are in the middle of this raging storm and they are convinced they're gonna die. They are completely terrified and they wake Jesus up because he is asleep in the boat. Well, we're gonna take a look at this passage this morning, so I'd love it if you could read along with me. Then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly, a furious storm came up on the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Right now we find ourselves in the midst of one enormous storm. It is definitely a turbulent time for all of us and we can feel the winds and the waves raging around us. And against that backdrop, we're stepping into the next part of our vision for this year, which is following Jesus. Following Jesus. And the beginning of this little section really interests me. Let's take a look at verse 23, the opening verse together. Then he got into the boat, and his disciples followed him. That's interesting, isn't it? You see, these guys have been out doing the stuff. In fact, the crowds have been surrounding them up to this point. Uh, They have seen Jesus heal the sick. They've seen him do incredible things. In fact, they've even just seen him heal Peter, one of the disciples' mother-in-law, So firsthand, they've seen his power. They've seen what he's able to do. And it's been a really busy stretch of time with everybody pressing in, wanting something from Jesus. And these guys have been a part of all of that. So I reckon that they were pretty tired. And you know, they could have been forgiven for thinking that Jesus stepping into this boat, ready to go across to the other side, was an invitation to a nice, calm, tranquil boat trip, an opportunity for some R&R, maybe even some sleep, they're all exhausted. But you see, following Jesus is not always an invitation to be led by the still waters that we read of in Psalm 23. And in this passage we can see that they actually follow Jesus into an enormous storm, right into the centre of the storm you know when it comes to thinking about being stormproof i'm not sure that following jesus is an invitation to be immune from life's stormy moments or from the turbulence that we find around us and in fact right now we can see we are definitely not immune from that following jesus is sometimes an invitation into the most turbulent situations into the difficult, more stormy moments of life. And that's exactly where the disciples find themselves. And at this point, as the winds are howling, and as the waves grow higher and higher, these guys who are seasoned fishermen, many of them, they know how to navigate stormy waters they are fearful for their lives. I mean, that must have been some storm that they found themselves in. In fact, the Greek term used suggests here that they think that death is a certain outcome based on what they see in front of them. Following Jesus does not make us stormproof. A life with Jesus, a life truly signed up to following him, a life of discipleship, it's going to be a time, there are going to be times, sorry, where we are following him directly into the storm. And to follow him, it's a life of the unexpected, yes, there will be unexpected joy, yes, there'll be unexpected grace. And yes, there'll be unexpected miracles, there'll be moments like us being ushered into business class, things that we didn't expect that surprise us with joy and with grace. But similarly, a life following Jesus will be a life of unexpected trial, of unexpected storms and turbulence, of unexpected loss and pain and financial difficulty. And I guess that that's exactly where we find ourselves right now, in one of the more turbulent moments. The disciples followed Jesus into the boat and the boat led them into the middle of this enormous life-threatening situation. Now against the backdrop that we're in right now, one of the terms that I've seen used a lot is, oh we're all in the same boat. And I guess on one level that's true we are all in the same storm aren't we and it's important that we're kind to ourselves and it's important that we're kind to each other but actually in this storm that we're all facing we're all in a very different boat I think according to our circumstances according to our age bracket, according to our geographical location for sure in the world. And the boat that I find myself in to navigate these stormy seas might be hugely different from the boat of the person down the road or the boat of a refugee on the other side of the world in a makeshift camp who has absolutely zero chance of social distancing. We're not all in the same boat, are we? For some of us, we might be navigating this turbulent time in something more akin to a cruise ship, with comfort, with a level of comfort and luxury that is just not afforded to others. For some of us today, maybe we feel that ours is more a a small motorboat, that we're exposed to the elements that definitely this sea is rougher than, than it seems to be for a lot of others around us. Maybe we've experienced loss, maybe we've lost income. Maybe we've lost our job. For others, we might feel like we are in a, jo- in a boat that is completely ill-prepared and ill-equipped for that, that which we're navigating right now. It might feel more like a, a sailing boat, a really small one. Maybe the mast is uh, not very secure. Or maybe it's more like a dinghy in this huge storm. Maybe even today you feel like you are navigating this like you're clinging on to a raft for dear life, just wondering, waiting for the moment where you just don't have the strength to hang on in there any longer. You know, in all of this, we might be facing the same storm, but we are definitely not all in the same boat. However. There's some comfort that we can draw from this passage because you see, no matter what our boat might look like right now on the stormy seas that surround us and that we are navigating, there is one thing that we can be certain of. Jesus is right there in the boat with you and with me. No matter what our boat looks like, he is with us. You see, our God is an ever-present help in times of trouble and no matter what we face, no matter what our circumstances look like, whatever the loss or emotional cost of this time, we can be certain that Jesus is right there in the boat with us, that there is not one moment where he is asking us or expecting us to navigate this on our own. And no matter how lonely or how isolated you might feel this morning, I'm here to tell you that Jesus is right there with you. You see, one of his names is Emmanuel, and that means God with us. He's a God who dwells with us and walks with us no matter what we are facing, no matter the storm that is raging around us and within us. God is not distant. He's not looking on at us from a distance like that song. No, he is ever-present. He is always with us. He is right there. He's not divorced from our pain, our suffering. In fact, we can take even greater comfort because the Jesus that we worship is the same God that stretched out his arms and died in isolation, in agony on a cross. He understands what it feels like to suffer. So, no. I don't think that Jesus promises us a storm-free life. I don't think that being storm-proof is to be immune from the difficulties in life. I don't think that's what it means. But one assurance is clear. Jesus is with us. He's right here navigating it all with us. And we can be confident, as it says in Romans 8, that nothing, nothing, nothing can separate us. From the love of God. One of the things that I felt as I turned to Pete in that moment of turbulence and saw him asleep is probably a little more terror than I was feeling before. This moment of what? How come you're asleep? And when life's pressure hits, when we begin to become more afraid, and I'm sure that many of us are feeling more anxious, more afraid, sleeping a little less, comfortably than we ordinarily would in the midst of this global crisis that we find ourselves in. It's easy to think that Jesus is actually asleep on the job. And that is exactly how those disciples must have been feeling at that moment. As their terror rose, as they became more and more certain that these waves and this wind was going to consume them and take their very lives, they turn and they see Jesus is asleep. Have you ever felt like that? Are you feeling like that right now, that Jesus is asleep on the job whilst we're all drowning here in these circumstances? You know, God sees you. God knows you. He's very, very aware of your circumstances and my circumstances and these circumstances right now. And no, he's not asleep on the job. But you see, the reason I think that Jesus was able to sleep soundly whilst all of this uproar is taking place and everyone is losing their cool around him is because yes he's fully man and he's exhausted but also I think he had this watertight relationship of trust with his dad in heaven I think that his relationship with God was so strong that he trusted him no matter what he faced he trusted him and in the end he trusted him all the way to the cross didn't he incredible trust and I find that such a challenge you see these guys they are in the boat with someone that they have seen do the most incredible miracles even close to home think Peter's mother-in-law they've seen this guy have authority to heal the sick and Jesus is right there that same Jesus in the boat with them but all they can see is their fear all they can see are the wind and the waves If we never walk through storms in life how will we ever learn to trust Jesus how will we learn his voice amidst the wind and the waves you see it's relatively easy to trust Jesus when all is well but if we can hold on to our faith in Jesus, if we can, even with the wavering moments, even with the doubts and the fears which we all will feel at times, if we can hold on to him in the turbulent times in life, that is where our faith is tested. That is where our faith is shaken. But it's also where our faith can grow and is sharpened. You see, storms reveal what's truly inside of us. I know for me, in these lockdown days, I have discovered so much about myself. I've discovered stuff that is hidden deep inside and some of it's been good and some of it has definitely been not so good. Storms reveal our character. They reveal our faith levels. They reveal whether what we profess to believe, what we sing about, what we talk about in good times actually hold us in the more difficult times and i've learned stuff that's been really cool actually in this last little while i have found some hidden gems inside myself one of them being i am surprisingly crafty now i don't mean crafty in the cunning fox like sense of the word i mean crafty as in making stuff blue peter style i've been homeschooling our 5 year old alongside pete and one of the things i would always have said about myself is i'm just not great at craft i'm not really cut out to be that mum who can make anything from a pipe cleaner and some cotton wool. You know, that is just not me. But I have discovered a hidden talent for craft. Now, when I say talent, let's use that word sparingly, okay? I don't mean that I could actually be a Blue Peter presenter anytime soon and show you the results of my labour. But I have found a capacity to be creative and crafty that I just didn't know was there couple of weeks ago we made this incredible fish collage using all sorts of different fabrics and textures and colors. I surprised myself and this week we made a bare face mask with um, a paper plate and um, some old material and some paint and some glitter spray and all sorts of different things. I did not know I could do that. Inside stormy times, turbulent times. There are things hidden deep within us that God wants to unlock from each of us. And I think it's really interesting that Matthew's Gospel tells this story differently from Mark and Luke. I find that interesting. And the reason being is that in the other two versions, when Jesus is awoken, he addresses the storm first. He deals with the external stuff. And then he talks to the disciples but I love this version of events because in this version of events instead of first addressing the storm Jesus first addresses his disciples and instead of dealing with all the external stuff the life-threatening situation first he pauses and he puts his finger on what's happening inside his disciples hearts he uncovers the fear He uncovers the anxiety. He uncovers the lack of trust that exists in their friendship, in their relationship. He points it out. He gets to the bottom of what's really happening inside them. And then he goes on to deal with the external storm and commands it to be still. You see alongside some of the hidden good treasures that I found inside myself. I've also seen some stuff in lockdown about myself that I didn't know was there and that I really don't like. I used to be a teacher and I had a great deal of patience teaching other people's children but I can't say that I have necessarily found the same level of patience when I've been homeschooling our beautiful five-year-old girl at times. There have been moments where I have been surprised by my lack of patience. I have been surprised by my own frustration and my lack of grace sometimes for those closest to me if I'm really honest you know Jesus in his own inimitable way it's not that he's not interested in the life-threatening situation he really is but he is equally interested in what's taking place inside of you and me in our character storms bring out our insecurities they bring out our character flaws. They bring out the state of our faith and some of the wrong foundations upon which we have built our lives. And when everything is shaken, we begin to feel insecure because actually sometimes our faith is left wanting in different areas. Our character is left wanting. And you see, following Jesus is signing up to a life where we become more like him. And in order to become more like him, we have to allow him, as he does with his disciples here, to put his finger on some of the hidden stuff in our hearts and say, hang on, I wanna deal with that. Let's take a look. Why are you feeling so anxious? Why are you feeling so afraid? Where are your trust levels really at? How come you're so shaken when this side, this material side of your life is removed? Will you trust me? Do you trust me? You see, church, I think God wants to change us in this time of turbulence, as Pete so beautifully articulated last week, and when everything has been stripped away from us, so much of the security that we base our lives upon, the routine, the the titles, the, the material stuff, this is a time where God wants to unearth hidden treasures in us. He wants to pull out things within us that are hidden away, secret strengths, secret gifts and talents that are gonna put us in good stead for the new normal that we will eventually walk back into when some of this begins to ease. We're going to get to the other side, but in the meantime, as we find ourselves locked down, I believe Jesus also wants to point out to us some of the things that are deep inside us hidden away that he wants to address in his own beautiful, inimitable way. Jesus is passionately interested in what's happening around us. But as we focus so much on those externals and as we are tossed from side to side with each news report, with each moment of pain and increasing frustration and loss, could it just be that Jesus wants to focus on what's happening inside of us every every bit as much as he wants to focus on what's happening around us so today jesus wants to speak to the storm within you every bit as as much as he wants to speak to the storm raging around you he wants to speak into you words of peace peace be still he wants to speak into you words of challenge he wants to speak into words of love and acceptance and belonging. And he wants to unearth and undo some of the wrong foundations and rebuild strength into your life. That's what true storm proofing looks like. You see, we may not have any control over our circumstances right now, but we do have control over how much access we give Jesus into our hearts, into our character, Into our lives and he wants to mold and shape us to become more like him. So what is Jesus highlighting inside of you? Where is he revealing hidden treasures that he wants to polish up and encourage you to use for the benefit of others? And where is he highlighting things in your character that maybe aren't the best? Maybe he wants to beautifully, gently but solidly deal with so that we can become more like him. I believe that Jesus wants to stormproof us internally and he does that by uh, us allowing him to deal with that stuff inside of us that we would rather keep hidden away. So if you're feeling anxious today, if you're feeling fearful in the face of all of this turbulence, may you know heaven's peace and may this be a time for all of us to navigate the storm knowing that Jesus is with us, but that he is also wanting to shape us and transform us deep inside, so that no matter what our future brings, inside our spirit is truly stormproof.
0: Shall we pray? Lord, thank you that you are God with us in this storm. Thank you, Lord, that you want to speak to the storm that's raging inside us just as much as you do to the storm that's raging around us. And so, Lord, we give you permission to do that this morning. Lord, thank you that you want to take parts of our character that have been hidden and you want to polish them up and and use them at this time. But also, Lord, you want to highlight parts of our character that you want us to deal with that you want us to let you deal with and so we give you permission to deal with those aspects of our character today lord we're in one storm but we're in different sized boats or maybe hanging onto a raft by our fingertips but thank you wherever we find ourselves today you are with us in the storm you are with us in our boat you are with us as we hang on to our raft you never leave us you never forsake us Lord, I pray for those who are listening, who are grieving at the moment. Lord, would you be their comfort? Would you be their support? Lord, help us to learn as a people how to love better than we do already and to be there and support each other. Lord, thank you that you are calling us to follow you more closely and we this morning just want to say yes to that. We want to say amen to that. We're up for it. Wherever you would lead us, God. We want to be better followers, so help us in that journey. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I have got six notices again. So here we go, are you ready? In one, do you remember a bit of bully? In one, we have got Sunday online tonight at seven o'clock for the prayer and worship evening. Okay, it's a bit like when we do the upper room at church, we gather, just to pray and to worship, to press into God and to hang out with him. We're gonna do it again tonight at seven o'clock. We've done it twice already and it's a lot of fun. It's amazing as we hang out together with him. So come and join us. Check out your email, you'll find the Zoom link there. You can click and get in. We've got room for 100 people, so come on. It's gonna be awesome tonight. Second thing I want to let you know about is that we are continuing to send out care packages loads and loads of care packages to people all across the city. Thank you so much for your generosity. Thank you for the team who are doing it. It's amazing to be able to to bless people like this in our community, isn't it? The third thing is that thanks to your generosity for the pastoral fund, we have been able to send out the first load of prepaid shopping cards for people within our own church family who are struggling to put food on the table, perhaps at this time. We sent out £2,500 worth this week. Isn't that incredible? We're going to be able to send out more because you have been so generous. If you would like to give, please do in the usual way, but you just have to label it pastoral offering or pastoral fund, and we'll make sure that it is used for people who are struggling a bit more in these times. But isn't that amazing? Two and a half grand in the first week, and we've got more left over. It's brilliant. Thank you so much that we're able to do that. The next thing is just to give you a bit of a testimony that Stu, our community pastor, has been invited onto a multi-agency round table so that they can brainstorm together and come up with ideas as to what the long-term approach to various aspects of care might be for our city. Isn't it brilliant that we're sitting around the table rather than just joining the party much later on? Stu is there on the front foot representing us as a church and we are so excited to see where that's going to lead. You know that people are listening to our Sunday online and our sound bites from all over the world. Well, we, we received a letter from Ireland this week for somebody who's been blessed by both of those things. It was somebody who used to be part of our church congregation over 10 years ago and moved away to Ireland. And, but they've been tuning in. We love to hear your feedback. Please give us some feedback on how things are going, how how your time in lockdown is going. You know, many people are still going to be feeling really isolated and really vulnerable. And we don't know about everybody in the church in all of your situations. If you're not part of a small group, we are trying our best to contact everybody in the church. And by now, everybody should have been contacted. But please don't suffer in silence. So whether you've got brilliant testimonies or whether you're struggling a little bit this week and you need some help, contact us, let us know. We are here for you. We want to support you, love you, and be there for you. And I believe those are my six notices all merge together. So thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you're doing. Keep going. Keep pressing in. Know that God is with you in the storm. He is right there beside you. He will never leave you or forsake you. And if you are feeling like he is asleep and you're saying, what are you doing, God? Where are you in all this? Know that he is there right by your side and he always will be. Take care. See you soon. God bless. Bye.